When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and occasional, very occasional exerciser. I'm also a huge history nerd. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. Each day, I'm going to share some of my favorite deep cuts with you. So let's take a look at today's stories. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365 with MXM Today, in 1990, Olympian Jesse Owens posthumously received the Congressional Medal of Honor. Owens was a track and field runner and considered by many to be the sport's greatest athlete in history. In 1936, he won four gold medals for the U.S. track and field team at the Summer Olympics in Berlin. This was a big deal, both because it was a major athletic achievement, four medals is a lot, plus Owens broke two records, and also because of the significance of that year's Olympics. In 1936, Adolf Hitler was the chancellor of Germany and already enacting racist, anti-Semitic policies. Owens was a black runner and one of the 18 black athletes competing. It was a big go to hell to Hitler, but it also caused some controversy back home. But let's back up. James, Jesse Owens, was born in Oakville, Alabama on September 12, 1913. As a young child, Jesse was often sick with chronic lung issues, but his father was a sharecropper and needed his help picking cotton. So from a very young age, he worked long hours in the fields. In the early 1920s, his family moved to Ohio as a part of the Great Migration, when several million Black Americans moved from the South to the North in search of more work opportunities. Fun fact, Jesse's first nickname was actually JC, but when he switched schools after the migration, his teachers thought he was saying Jesse instead, and the nickname stuck. In high school, Owens picked up running with his coach, Charles Riley, serving as inspiration. He started winning races and setting world records. At the 1933 National High School Championship, he set the world record of 9.4 seconds in the 100 yards, or 91 meters, dash, and long jumped 24 feet, 9.5 inches. For college, Owens went to Ohio State University and quickly became a star athlete. He won four NCAA championships each in 1935 and 1936 and set three world records in one May 1935 match alone. As a black athlete, Owens also dealt with racism and segregation. He could not live on campus at Ohio State. When the team traveled to meets and championships, he had to stay at black-only hotels and eat at segregated restaurants. Enter the 1936 Berlin Olympics. At the trials held on Randall's Island in New York City, Owens won three events and equaled a world record, easily making the Olympic team. Fun fact about Randall's Island, it was once two separate islands, Randall's and Ward's Island, but now they're conjoined because of all the garbage from Manhattan turned into landfill. Gross. Back to Jesse Owens. 
Even after destroying at the trials, it wasn't a given that he would go to the Olympics. At the time, the NAACP was very concerned about Hitler's regime in Germany, which was already enacting its anti-Semitic, racist, soon-to-be-genocidal agenda. The organization convinced Owens to denounce Hitler's regime and the U.S.'s participation in the games, having him publicly declare, if there are minorities in Germany who are being discriminated against, the United States should withdraw from the 1936 Olympics. But in the end, the U.S. didn't withdraw, and Owens went. As an aside, the Olympic Committee granted Berlin the 1936 hosting spot in 1931 in an effort to show Germany's renewed global strength after the serious beating it took in the First World War. But Hitler came to power in 1933. The rest is pretty dark history. Owens' performance that summer was legendary. He won the 100-meter dash at 10.3 seconds, equaling the world record, at 20.7 seconds, he broke a world record in the 200-meter dash, and he smashed the world record in the broad jump at 26 feet, 5 and 3-8 inches. And yeah, he won gold medals in both those events, too. On August 9th, Owens won his fourth gold medal as a part of the 4x100-meter relay team. There was some controversy over what happened after Owens' wins. Some reports say Hitler was so furious to see such a successful black runner at his Olympics that he stormed out. Owens wrote in his autobiography that Hitler acknowledged him, but did not shake his hand. There were rumors later that Owens did shake Hitler's hand, and a photo circulated that seems to show them doing so. But that's been since debunked as fake. But Owens experienced racism when he got back home. Despite his incredible performance for the United States, President Franklin Delano Roosevelt never invited him to the White House. When I came back to my native country, after all the stories about Hitler, I couldn't ride in the front of the bus, Owens once said. I had to go to the back door. I couldn't live where I wanted. I wasn't invited to shake hands with Hitler, but I wasn't invited to go to the White House to shake hands with the president either. After the Olympics, Owens took a few endorsement deals, prompting the United States to revoke his amateur status and prohibit him from competing in future amateur sporting events, including the Olympics. He raced against horses for money. He tried to find work as a sports promoter. Endorsements stopped coming his way. Times were tough. People say that it was degrading for an Olympic champion to run against a horse. But what was I supposed to do? I had four gold medals, but you can't eat four gold medals, he once said. Owens found more stable footing, pun intended, later on in his career, working as a running coach for the New York Mets, a marketing director and a traveling speaker. He died of lung cancer on March 31, 1980, and 20 years later, he finally got that White House honor when President George H.W. Bush awarded him the Congressional Medal. And now let's talk about music. Today, we have a very special guest, Sofia Valdez, here to talk about her March 28th of last year. Hi, I'm Sofia Valdez, and I'm going to be talking about the 28th of March, 2020. So I think for everyone this around this time, it was kind of crazy because COVID had just happened and we were all very, like, taken off guard and we didn't know what this virus was about. Um, I was living in Liverpool before it all kind of, like, happened, and I was working a lot. I was in school. And then I would travel from Liverpool to London a few times a week to do sessions and try really hard to get into the music industry. Um, and it kind of got to a point where I was extremely burnt out 
I had fallen out of touch with my friends, my family. I think the only person I was like talking to is like one of my friends and my boyfriend. And I mean, that's, that's like, a, I feel like I was happy with that, but also like my mom, my dad, they were always like, where are you? Um, and then the pandemic happened and I had to go back home. And I think with all of this, like when I say that I was disconnected from everyone, it also, I started disconnecting from myself as well and kind of like not realizing how lucky I was to be able to do all of that. And I was just kind of like sad all the time and whining because I was so tired and all that, all of that. And um, I got back home and that first week of being locked up, I was kind of like, no one was calling me. <laughs> no one was like reaching out for anything. And it made me think a lot and rest a lot. And I kind of like got to the conclusion, like I kind of realized like how lucky I was and how how many blessings I had around me. And I wasn't really realizing, like I wasn't really taking them in and being grateful for them. Um, so from that day on, I started a gratefulness journal and that starts the 28th of March. Um, so it's soon going to be a year. It's going to be a year now of me writing this. Um, and it kind of consists of me just writing every day, everything I'm grateful of. Um, and it kind of, it does really help you change the mindset. So yeah, that was last year today. And now for our final segment, I'm going to be going back into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on March 28th in my life. So today in 2020, more than 70 quarantine performers took part of the 12-hour Twitch Aid concert, which raised nearly $3 million to help those affected by the then fairly new coronavirus pandemic. There were people like John Legend, Diplo, and Rita Ora, who all performed sets from their own homes, and it was all streamed online. We didn't know at the time, but that was pretty much going to be the standard for the next year. But that's just history for you. I was a part of Twitch Aid, and it was really exciting to be able to be a part of something that big and to see an online community come together in what was a really hard time and is still a really hard time. But it was very cool to be able to play a set from my bedroom. Thanks for listening. I'll see you tomorrow. Go ahead and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and you can follow at 365 Days MXM Tune on your preferred social media platforms. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365.